0: All right. <laughs> Bismillahir Rahman Rahim. Nahmaduhu, Ama Ba'ad, we express our praise and gratitude to Allah Ta'ala, we seek blessings on the Prophet, peace be upon him. So uh, so we decided at the at the council to, to have a session, uh, ASAP to talk about, about the election, uh, where things are, where things are going, and and to figure out if there is anything we can or need to do. Uh, to, to give some, some context, uh, so whenever there's uh, some sort of an attack or incident that involves Muslims, usually the priests at school, so I, I teach at Loyola, uh, they'll often send me a notice of support and such. Uh, this time, they're actually coming to my office to, to express support, and all of the older priests um, uh, uh, basically seem to feel that the situation is very, very dire right now. Um, and, and uh, on the one hand, uh, I want us to take the approach of of empowerment self empowerment right uh, as opposed to the other approach which we commonly take, which is just here 's another incident against us here 's another incident against us here 's another incident against us and what I mean by that is that it is very easy to take the approach that we 're victims right Yes, there is a spike in attacks on Muslims right now uh, but uh the, the, the community attitude, especially since 9-11, but actually before that, is to focus on all of those things uh, at the cost of focus uh, on building things, right? at the cost of empowering ourselves, meaning we've been taking the approach far more often of being afraid as opposed to being resilient, right? And I'm suggesting to really, for us to try to have the approach of being resilient um, even though the attacks uh, on us have increased not just in the past week, but even in the past year to, to record proportions, if you actually look at the numbers, uh, attacks uh, against Jews are still higher. Some, uh, Anti-Semitism in America is still higher than, than Islamophobia in terms of just pure numbers. Attacks against LGBT is even higher than all of them. Right? So I also want us to not have the attitude that we are in the worst shape of, of everybody in the country. What is nice is that uh, we are getting a lot of attention, and we have been uh, for, for, for the past year, so usually the, the media coverage, as you know, is focusing on violence committed by people who are claiming to be Muslim, but there has been a lot of concern about, about us and in our well-being, um, and that is, you know, alhamdulillah, you know, praise and thanks be to God, that is a good thing, uh, but essentially what I'm saying is that when we are speaking to our children, uh, our children are digesting whatever it is we do, not just what we say, and more what we do than what we say. And we all understand this, right? Uh, and so the point is that if we are afraid, our children are going to be afraid. Even if we tell them be brave, be brave, be brave, if, we, if they detect we're afraid, they're going to be afraid, right? And I'm suggesting right now there is not that much to be afraid of. It doesn't mean we can be complacent, it doesn't mean we can be relaxed. Uh, but I am suggesting that we don't overplay the threat, overplay the problem. Uh, I'm sure all of us know, and maybe some of us in this room have experienced hate in various forms, and some of it uh, even you know, physical violence, either against any of us or people we know. Uh, I know a bunch of people uh, who, who have been, um, who've been hit with attacks, uh, but I'm still suggesting that's the minority, the small, small, small minority. Not to be brushed off, but what I'm saying is that your default state is still safe. And sometimes it's a hard thing to to accept in the same way that we hear that many people across middle America, when they think of Muslims, they think of violence. And you and I know that's a stereotype. Uh, But likewise, we often think that, OK, there's all these people out to destroy us. And that's also a stereotype, too. And I think all of us have also experienced quite a few people coming forward uh, to offer solidarity, to offer support and all that. What is the real concern? The real concern for everybody in every type of violence is the lone wolf. That's the real concern right now. Nevertheless, uh, uh, I don't expect anything to change from Trump. Uh, I don't think anything that's been recorded about him in the past year is surprising, even remotely. I think he's been consistently the exact same person for 30 years, right? I mean, going all the way back, first time I started hearing about him was the late 80s. There's nothing different about that person compared to this person. And what I'm saying is that a lot of times we have this hope that, okay, it was just for the, for, for the campaign, he's going to be different as a president. I think he's going to be the same person. And the question is how much authority, how much power he will have. And then looking at the people he's putting on his cabinet, um, that's in some cases more frightening than he is. Right? So, so Trump... I mean, he just seems to say anything and everything, and who even knows what he even thinks about when he talks. Uh, But if he's putting people like Gingrich and Giuliani on his cabinet, that's something to really be concerned about. And so on the one hand, I'm saying we do have a fear of spontaneous violence, right? After 9-11, we were very afraid. And then uh, when, uh, when there's an ISIS attack, we get very afraid, more so of spontaneous violence against us, that some people just try to take the law into their own hands do vandalism. I mean, my parents' house, I was mentioning upstairs, was vandalized shortly after 9-11. Um, that's, that's one fear that's not going to go away. I think that fear is going to keep increasing. I think people are going to go crazier and crazier. Um, and then it's going to start tapering off up until the inauguration. And then I think it's going to uh, heighten again. But I think by February, March, it's going to actually decrease. In part because the, uh, the people who have this fear and this hate, they're guys in power now. I think that should actually diffuse a lot of their hate, that now they have their guy. But that's, I'm speaking about spontaneous violence. With people like Giuliani and Gingrich, uh, the institutionalized uh, uh, endeavors that they might have are something to be of concern, like internment of us and things like that. Um, and so on the one hand, I'm saying don't overplay the, the, the concern. On the other hand, I am saying I don't know what the situation is going to be a year from now. right? and speaking just completely bluntly and frankly, I don't know where we're going to be a year from now. Right. And to the point that I've been having quiet conversations with leaders across the country, or across the city, you know, what do you think about what's going on? And the vast majority of them have the, have the opinion that, OK, the situation we're in right now is a big question mark, and it's very, very serious. Right. Uh, to the point that some people have even been speaking about an exit strategy, meaning exit from the United States. Right. I'm not saying this to make you panic. I'm saying that things are that much of an unknown right now. Right? Now, then what do we do? Okay. The first, which is the most obvious, which is the most common answer, you do have to develop your imam. Because right? look at it from this perspective. <clears throat> at the end of the day, that is the primary thing that I really have, to deal with what's going on. So fear does not overtake me. You have to develop your faith. Uh, otherwise, fear is going to overtake you. And I I tell my undergrads that the type of fear that I had in the evening of 9-11, and many of you probably had the same feeling, was this type of fear that I've never had before and I've never had since. You know, I had this just terror that people were just going to go out of control, break through our walls and try to kill us all, right? That was 15 years ago. A lot of things have happened since then and we're all still sitting here, right? I don't have that fear now. Now it's more of just realistically trying to look at what's developing. So we do have to pay close attention to whom he's putting on his cabinet, because that will give us a hint of what type of leadership uh, he's expecting to do. Uh, I don't think he's going to be building a wall just because of how expensive it is. Uh, I don't think there's going to be this mass deportation of people. uh, But I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, in assuming there are more attacks by people claiming to be ISIS or people claiming to be loyal to ISIS, that that's going to give the excuse to do something uh, much more aggressive, like getting all of us to register you know, as Muslims and such. That's the reality. But I'm saying don't confront any of this until you are first developing your iman. And another way to frame that is that whatever Allah Ta'ala is putting our way, whatever God is sending our way, it, it's his choice. He is allowing it to happen. And so the more trust and confidence I have in him, the more I'll be able to deal with this. Right? I've made the point before that that the people who tend to do best in terms of dealing with tragedy and dealing with hopelessness and dealing with fear are people of faith. Because right? we have an understanding that things are bigger. Right? And we do have an understanding that there is a process in place. I, so why am I saying to develop your faith? It's basically to help you cope with what's going on. Right? That the prophet's teaching, peace be upon him, is that when you are in fear, go jump into prayer. Right? So I'm saying this as therapy. Right? Uh, in addition to just developing the strength of your heart, right? uh, but yeah, I wish I could tell you that nothing's really going to happen, but I don't think that's true. Right? Uh, but I'm also telling you that I'm not walking around afraid. Uh, you should exercise common sense, especially women who have their hair covered. You're basically more on the front lines than anybody else, right? than 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 any of us, uh, and and. We do have to exercise some common sense, but don't paralyze yourself and stay inside your house. I, you know, Nobody in my family has any plans to change anything of how we do things until things get to that point. Right? Uh, and understand, we're not the only minority community, uh, community that is very concerned right now. Uh, very similar meetings to what we are doing right now are taking place in the Jewish community too. Right? Uh, the Jewish community, Jewish leadership across Chicago, and my conversations with them over the last few years have also notice what's happening, and they're also very well concerned, very well aware that if things go against us, it's going to go against them too. Right? Because that's how these things play out. Right? And, and so they're also figuring out what needs to be addressed and how. But I don't think anybody really has any answers for anything right now. You know, except to uh, pay close attention to, 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 to what's going on. Right? But I am telling you, it's a serious time. Right? Uh, again, not to be paralyzed with fear, but not to be complacent either. Uh, in terms of conversations with your children, none of what I said is what you would be saying to them. You're gonna, are gonna really ruin them, right? Okay. Uh, well, yeah, you should be afraid. Something's gonna happen. What I'm saying to, yeah, to, uh, to our children, the conversation should be one of empowerment, right? I've got your back. You've got my back, and we'll deal with whatever comes, right? is our children are looking to us to teach them how to navigate life. Right? Whether it's a situation like this or just uh, anything. Right? That's what they're looking to us to do. So as I mentioned before, if you are deep down inside afraid, your child is going to be afraid. Right? But it's also okay to acknowledge that you're afraid. It's more important to be honest with your child in terms of your own feelings than you're terrified and you're telling your child everything's fine. Right? And you know, find out from your child, is your child afraid? And that's okay to be afraid, but also empower your child. That whatever happens, yeah, we're going to deal with, right? and we'll get through. We've gotten through all kinds, of, uh, all kinds of huge things in our lives, and we'll get through whatever comes forward, but uh, Allah is not going to forget us. Right? Uh, having said that, any thoughts, questions? And you're also welcome to, to push back or disagree with anything that I'm saying. What do you think? Yes, ma'am.
1: What do you have to say about all the protests that are going on? Do you think they achieve anything, or is it just an outpouring of frustration
0: with what's going on? Uh, The protests, what, in terms of what's going on, they're primarily expressing frustration. And and the problem with activism is that lately a lot of actives, activism is focused more on symbol rather than strategy. And what I mean by that is, okay, suppose we get, you know, 50,000 people to stand in front of Trump Tower and just shout. Mm-hmm. Okay? And then two weeks later, it's all gone. So it means that all Trump has to do is just outlast all that. And this was the same thing when, when we were going to be evade, invading Iraq in 2003. There were a lot of huge, huge protests. But all the, all the White House had to do was just outlast all of that. Right? And I don't know what the answer is to make things happen. Um, I still think those things should happen, right, because they still do get attention. Right? Um, and when those things happen, you should spread it around on, on social media as much as possible because then it will definitely make the news, Right. Uh, but I do think primarily it's expressing uh, frustration more than strategy. But there could be a strategy that, that I'm not familiar with right now. That's my thought. Right? Uh, I mean, that protest that happened, whatever it was, Wednesday night, Thursday night, was really, really huge. Uh, it was, like, amazingly huge. Um, but I don't know if it can be sustained. I mean, a different example of that was when, was when Trump was going to go speak at the UIC pavilion. Mm-hmm. Huge, huge, huge protest. He cancels it. But he still came to Bowlingbrook a couple months later to, to raise funds. See what I'm saying?
1: But at, at the same time the Dakota Pipeline protests That
0: did. is something more real, and what he does with that is gonna give us a better hint of what the future is. Right? The Dakota Pipeline, that actually is more of of more of activism without symbol, right? Meaning they're actually doing things with specific goals, right? You know, blocking the, the the pipeline and such and staying there as long as they need to. And the point is, like the protests that happened against Trump Tower. I think after two weeks we're not going to see much more of that until you know he says something yeah, insane. Whereas the, how long has the Dakota Pipeline uh, protest been going on? It feels like a month or something, it's young, huh? month. Yeah, and it's still sustaining and it's still growing. That's much different. Yeah. But I think that uh, this is a, something a friend of mine pointed out to me. What happens with that? The response to that will give us a better sense of what this whole um, um, you know four years are going to be like. I mean, if he goes through sends the military and wipes them out, which I don't think is going to happen, um, that'll give us a hint. Um, but I don't expect to him to have any interest in negotiating with anybody. Right. Yeah. I
2: was gonna say uh, well, I mean there's forty eight senators who are Democrats right now. Yeah. And then there's John McCain and Grant, a whole bunch of people mm-hmm. who are very you know, conscious. So I don't I mean I can I don't expect anything of, I don't think they'll be able to pass a law, a discriminatory mm-hmm. law through the Congress as it stands now. I agree, yeah. I think that's one thought, and then another thing was, I mean, you just heard that Ryan Spribus, or however you pronounce his name, yeah. they're putting him as, chief, and he's a more, I mean, Tea Party was like protesting against him, mm-hmm. you know, and all, all the right-wing guys mm-hmm. were like, really against him being chief of staff, but, you know, he's a But what position
0: is he getting now? Chief of Staff. Oh, he's Chief of Staff, yeah. okay, that's interesting. That's i yeah, so I'd no, say that's uh, actually uh, a positive sign. Yeah, yeah. Just,
2: I mean, CNN just put it out. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and so, I mean, there's, I feel like, you know, all the U-turns he's taking, he's taking the Muslim thing off of the website. But know. he brought it back. Yeah, he didn't bring it back. They they brought it back. He brought it back. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's, I mean, one of the designs of our government is to be able to withstand, you know, tyranny and to keep stability. I mean, why we have a bureaucracy that everybody criticizes is that by definition, of bureaucracy keeps stability, right? And so, yeah, even though we have a majority House, majority Senate Republican, um, it's fair to assume that these are not all crazy radicals. Right. And a point that I made with the kids upstairs, uh, I don't think these 59 people who voted for Trump are voting against Muslims or are voting against immigrants. I think their primary motivation is the same thing why everyone else votes. Okay? They're concerned about their jobs. Um, they're, they're in the Rust Belt. And, 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 and Trump represent, represents someone who is a, out of the system. And, and so as much as his, his discourse has been ridiculous, at least he seems defiant, so we'll, we'll, uh, we'll support him. And I mean, and so Hillary uh, represented uh, the, the system, right? And not just that, but almost like, you know, I mean, her reputation, especially both of the Clintons, is some one of being from the right side, um, very, very corrupt, right? And the fact is, yeah, a lot of people did not vote for Hillary because she's a woman and such. Uh, but the point being that uh, I want us to also to keep thinking that 59 people did not vote out of the goal to, of being bloodthirsty, seeking the blood of us. Um, it is part of the package, right? Yeah. Um, they didn't speak against it, right? Um, but it, they're not by default racists. I mean, to really make the point, uh, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine yesterday. Uh, if you think about the Black Lives Matter movement uh, and contrast that with, with the opposition to the Vietnam War, um, in terms of the opposition to the Vietnam War, there was still sympathy for, for the soldiers, right? Uh, in terms of the Black Lives Matter movement, what that has essentially done is it's made all cops look like villains. And so if you have a cop in your family, yeah, then why would you vote on the left? Right. And so the point being that uh, a lot of other people with a lot of other motivations also um, mm-hmm. voted, but I don't think an anti-Islamic sentiment is at the top of the list, but blaming someone else for further problems is still part of the package. and that.
2: Mean, uh, like a Republican people a lot of the people I know who worry for Trump, right, I mean, basically are like, you know, he's a scumbag, mm-hmm. right, all the stuff he said against women and yeah. all the stuff he's a scumbag. but think that's exactly what he said, right, think how he's extremely corrupt, mm-hmm. right, and, uh, you know, I mean, he's the, they feel like he's the best thing for America. Yeah. You know? It's like from, 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 a, mm-hmm. from a change policy perspective. Right? Mm-hmm. But I don't think they're, most of them are, like, anybody I've talked to is like, you know, we don't like the stuff he said against, mm-hmm. right? we don't like the stuff he said against Hispanics or mm-hmm. Muslims or anything like. But Hillary's worse.
0: That's, yeah, that's, that's the sentiment. I mean, the anti-Hillary campaign was taking place uh, down in the South and the Bible Belt for, for years. Yeah. Right? I mean, Because the assumption by everybody was that she was going to be the, the, the nominee years ago. Right? And so that's deep in the minds of many people. Yes, ma'am.
3: Yeah, I was going to say that I did get involved with the Hillary campaign after T- Donald Trump was going to be the yeah, uh, sure. nominee as a Republican uh, candidate mainly because, not because I loved Hillary, but because I hated Trump, mm-hmm. and I realized at that point that if we all don't get involved and don't start to do something, mm-hmm. then Trump would become president. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, personally, I probably reached out to about, maybe personally, not just via one mass text, uh, via Facebook messages, and email, and everything, to probably about 500 or so mm-hmm. prominent people everywhere, throughout the community, educated, wealthy, everyone, and the apathy was astounding. Yeah, absolutely. This is just, I'm sorry, I don't, it's not against anybody in this room, but um, those of us who did get involved, I went to the DNC, I went to like the the Hillary thing that happened in Chicago, I flew all the way to North Carolina and did that. Mm -hmm. There were literally at each of those events, probably about like five to six brown people there. Mm -hmm. Why? Where were we? Where were the rest of us? You know why? Because nobody cared. Yeah, Everybody this is is true. Everybody's living in a cocoon. Mm-hmm. We're living in our little plastic bubble, like we have ever since we migrated to the States. Mm-hmm. I know growing up, I was seven when I came to this country, my parents were always like, you don't associate with Americans because they're bad. We don't, you know, we don't want, you know, not, they were fearful that we would go out and like, you know, whatever, integrate with them too much that we might marry one of them or do something. So they kept us secluded. And I think as a mother, I did the same. I, mm-hmm. I kind of want them to be like, okay, be in this Muslim community and all that and then what happened? Mm -hmm. All these years, all these things are happening, none of us are getting involved. And the sad part though, for me, the eye opener was, even when you had an asshole, I'm sorry, a-hole, like him, (laughs) standing up, wanting to be president of our United States, we still were taking that backseat role. Mm -hmm. And it's sad because people have money, people have time, do whatever you can. Some people have one, some people have the other, but it didn't happen. There were a handful of people. There were definitely some people who went all out. Mm-hmm. But you know what? What it showed us, the people who did get involved, was those few handful of people cannot make a change. Mm-hmm. What Trump proved, and this was against anybody that it could, has ever looked into politics or anything else, what he proved is the the numbers. Mm -hmm. It all has to do with grassroots Mm -hmm. level work. They went out and basically got their votes from uneducated, rural, Mm -hmm. white, you know, population. Mm -hmm. So here we are, everybody who's educated, urban, wealthy, all that, we weren't able to beat them. Mm -hmm. So now, this time around, you can't wait four years. Mm -hmm. There are things happening now, every single day, and I would urge every single one of you to please take out whatever, and this is more higher priority than taking your kids to soccer games or, or doing anything else you can at a masjid or anything, because this is like our lives. I'm not mm-hmm. saying give up everything. We should be good Muslims. We should come to masjids. We should do I approached every single masjid leader that I knew. I literally, Shia, Sunni, this, that, and you know what response I got? Nothing. I talked to Abdul Malik Mujahid. And he said, you know what? Let's pull something together. Let's tell all everybody to encourage everybody. And I going like, oh, Illinois is a blue state. It doesn't matter. It's mm. not just about Illinois. It was just
0: barely blue state, this election. It, Yes.
3: And it wasn't mm-hmm. just about Illinois. It's about people doing all kinds of things to affect others. Mm-hmm. So this is the response I got from the Muslims.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Sorry I'm venting. But I think oh. this is a is We can also use the as to vent. I went all out. I have three kids. I'm a physician. Extremely busy. But you know, I felt like this was so important to me. Mm-hmm. And when this, when I saw the outcome, I have to say, I was crying. I could not believe the worst dream came true. But so anyway, I reached out to all those Muslims and all these heads, of, and I go to lots of different fundraising events. So I know a lot of them. Zero response. This is what they said: "Oh, you know, we're a nonprofit organization. We're a five hundred one c three nonprofit organization. We can't endorse any one candidate." But I spoke to Abu Malik Majahed, and this is what he said: "If you look at Martin Luther King." If you look at all these movements, where do you think they started? Mm -hmm. They they started at the churches. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so you can talk about your uh, encouraging people to vote. You can talk about politics. You can talk about candidates. The only thing a Muslim cannot do is take their funds and directly donate it to a particular campaign. But if somebody, if a Democratic candidate wants to come and talk, they can. As long as you say, a Republican candidate is also allowed to enter. So you cannot single-handedly mm-hmm. support one party or another. Mm-hmm. But you can allow people to come. But they, a lot of them were just, again, took a backseat role. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of the problem. I mean, not that Muslim community can change everything. We're only less than 1% of mm-hmm. the whole population, right? But what we can do, I think, is change the way we act and then integrate. Mm-hmm with other communities, other interfaith stuff, you know, the churches, the, the Jewish community, the black communities, you know, I and mean, we have a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: So you've been, a- one, uh, you've been very involved, right, in politics and all that
0: stuff. Who do you invite, like, the us, and how do you invite Uh If we were to look for what to do in the general sense, right, right now there's a higher sense of urgency, uh, you should have relationships with everybody in your neighborhood, right? Mm-hmm. Invite them over to dinner get to know them very well, right? That we should be doing anyway, if we haven't done it already. Uh, you should get uh, very aware, at the very least, of the local politics in your community, right? Like, for example, can you name the mayor of your town, or if you live in the city, can you name your, your alderman, alderwoman, right? Uh, that you should get very, very involved with, right? Uh, because that has the most direct effect, and even small things like getting zoning, things like that, right? That you should definitely be involved with. Is what also happens is that we only get politically active when it's a presidential election. But the ballot, how many pages was the ballot? It was like 14 pages, yeah. right? I mean, half of it was, you know, should this judge stay in power? But there were a couple of referenda questions that I just really had no clue about. I didn't even know they were on the, on the ballot. Um, so, I mean, so I'm saying in the general sense, these are all things we should be doing, right? Uh, if you're involved in your local, your local Islamic center, if it's not this one, then get involved with them to do outreach. Right. and make relationships with the churches uh, I met some people in Cincinnati um, uh, about a year ago and they're telling me like their main uh, Islamic center, the Islamic uh, Association of Greater Cincinnati or the Islamic Center of Greater Cincinnati literally had a relationship with every single church in Cincinnati, however many hundred there are, they'd, over the course of 20 years they developed relationships with all of them right? and Cincinnati is very red right? And still they went in and, and, and did that. I mean another way to think about this, everything that you're saying, I mean all of us who've been doing community work for, for, for decades, I mean you're just welcome to, to the experience we have. Yeah, right? How many people come to me, hey, can you fix my kid? you know, stuff like yeah, that. I you know, know. Know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. I have a quick thing to
4: add. Please. Um, I'm from a really small town in Missouri and I just recently moved here to Chicago. Mm. And so for me, um, the whole time what I was thinking was I was confident that Trump was going to win just because of what I saw around me. And here, we're all around Muslims most of the time or people that are Mm like-minded to us or whatever. So everyone became so confident that Hillary was going to win because everybody around us was thinking the same way. Mm -hmm. But when you go down to, like, when I would go home and I would see, you know, people's cars would have, like, huge, like, Make America Great Again bumper stickers or people's houses would have huge Trump signs and stuff like that. That's when I started to realize that, Mm -hmm. like, I think more than just going around to the people in our own community, mm-hmm. we need to reach out to like southern Illinois mm-hmm. or you know, other areas and other towns where maybe they don't have any Muslims mm-hmm. or maybe their Muslim community is not that big. And maybe we need to get together, get a bus together, and go down and like do like how they do those like um, Muslim at the Capitol or whatever. Yeah, sure. And stuff like that. That'd so be a neat idea. Yeah. That's what I thought was a little bit different between, because like if you look at the state of Missouri, the town that I'm from is called Columbia, which is in Boone County, right uh. in the middle. And then you see, so you see on the map, Boone County was blue, St. Louis and Kansas City. They were blue, everything else was red. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And that's because those are the areas that have the higher concentration mm-hmm. of more diverse populations mm-hmm. versus, like, you know, other areas where it's all white people and mm-hmm. all, you know, uneducated redneck people mm-hmm.
0: and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, even, even in Illinois, if you move about, about 40 miles yeah. west, um, then things start getting really, really red, yeah. right? I mean, exactly. Orland Park... You know where uh, you know you know uh, my, my parents live and such. Uh, when Obama was first running in 2008, my, uh, my niece's teacher, my niece was in first grade. She, uh, the teacher asked them, "Who'd you all vote for?" Everybody raised their hand. McCain, 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 McCain. Yeah. Why? Because we're not allowed to vote for a black man. Oh my God. This is Orland Park, which is Jeez. a suburb of Chicago, and I don't think that's changed very much. Yeah. So yeah, I agree with you. I'm saying we don't even have to travel that far. Yeah
1: just on a faith-based note what you were saying correct me if I'm wrong but the Quran says that you, Allah will not help a people until they help themselves No, yeah, they're
0: not going to change the condition of a people now until they change the condition
1: and that has to start in the masjids mm-hmm. in the Frankfurt masjid the bull was telling me that um, the the Molana got up and said that women cannot vote <laughs> But the Muslim women should it. So, yeah, we we got yeah. to deal, deal with those people, too. Yeah. Just recently, yeah. he said really? this, and Abu <laughs> stood up, and he's just like, oh, my God, this is right. He's he's, he's going to get yeah. together with your dad and everybody and okay. have him try to get yeah, we gotta him the we
3: got to feed him some samosas? Okay. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm right, so. like, you guys, your mom problem.
5: said that voting in general was haram because it's gambling. <laughs> said, mm. you got to start Seriously? My dad came with telling me, I was like, is this going to I haven't a Okay, well, yeah, we got to deal with those people, too.
0: Yeah, we got to deal with those people, too. I'm going go talk to them then. Yeah, yeah. actually, after I go from IFS, <laughs> I'll go to Frankfurt. There's
1: this WhatsApp message going around saying that people, Muslim, people cannot vote for Hillary just because she's a female and there can't be a female leader.
0: Okay. Did they oh. do this in Pakistan and Bangladesh and, yeah, and Turkey? Know. and know. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was probably somebody from the Trump campaign <laughs> who started sending it around. It's very you know, Muslims, you can't vote for, for yeah. Yeah,
3: I mean, uh, for, for,
4: for a lot of people, I mean, of Muslim, like from, from what I heard from my friends, like their their um, family friends, like some family friends, were a lot of men who did not vote for Hillary because she was female, mm-hmm. or Muslim. And I mean, people are not vocal about this stuff,
0: and then people like their hear. I mean, they're, yeah, they're always they're alone, around, yeah. right? Like in the sense that
4: they basically their whole philosophy is that if you live in a Western country, you're not supposed to. So they were actually my sister was at some huge Muslim. Mm.
0: Yeah. 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 I mean, that's right. that's that's well sure. and good, but the, yeah. the ship is sinking, and you can keep passing out flyers while the ship is sinking. Yeah.
3: You know? yeah. So I think yeah. to answer your question, you were asking how can you get involved. I've never been involved in politics before. I just started, like, like I said, maybe seven, eight months ago. Um, so there are some really good big organizations. One is called Muslim Democrats, and that's, but I think they're going to – Personally, I think they should change their name to Muslim, you know, what, a political action committee or something. Because yeah. regardless if someone's a Democrat or Independent or whatever, Republican, I think the main thing is to, you know, basically, they're trying to pull together um, resources and pull, you know, and get everyone together to get the right people in line. And what I realized by being in it is it takes a lot of work and effort and, um, and money. And so Muslim Democrats, Abdul-Malik Majah is the head guy of Sound Vision. I don't know if you guys have seen those big billboards that, um, you know, he's the one who was behind it that says, like, I, something to, against ISIS. Do you guys remember that? And then signed says signed real Muslims. Yeah, oh, ISIS. ISIS, sucks. It's ISIS sucks. <laughs> And then it, it says signed real Muslims. You know, or something. Whatever it was. So he was the one who was behind. He's a really oh, phenomenal guy. Dilara and everybody. There's a lot of people who are in that organization. I think. Um, if you guys are interested, I know we can maybe pull together some list or something, and I can forward that information. That'd be
2: terrific. But they well, yeah, all done done they're all over. They're not
3: just in Chicago. They have. They have. Like chapters throughout the, uh, the country. Do you think
2: they could come here and do an event? Here? Yeah, I'm he
3: sure. He would love to. He, asked he, me, he goes, tell me where I can come. I would be. He's willing to put to put his you know time and effort and everything. But we they sponsored sure. stuff for like Rajakrishnamurthy and Tammy Duckworth and this and that they one. Do they have have do a lot on. of events actually in the area. That What's that? They do have a lot of events,
0: and he's been oh. here for uh, I mean, ever since I was a
6: little kid. Yeah, he's a long time. He's he's, yeah. he's they, they one of our dinosaurs here, man. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Right, and I liked his vision because when he did his presentation, he actually talked about look what happened, you know, to the Jews, right? When Hitler was in power, how did they overcome that? What happened? You know, look at so I think once you hear all that, yeah. you realize that okay, now we're the ones that are that are undergoing the suppression, but you know what? Well, we can come out of it and we can come out of it even stronger. Mm -hmm. But it's just, it's gonna take every single one of us and every single one of us, you know, telling more and more people. So I think there's two arms. There's the political arm, getting involved that way, and there's the community service Mm -hmm. arm, and getting involved and showing other people how good we are, so we gotta do Mm -hmm. both. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to happen by 50 people. Mm-hmm. It's just got to be a movement. That's what he was trying to say. Mm-hmm. This is the new movement. You, you know, there was the Black Lives Matter, and there's civil rights. There was all this stuff. I mean, look at slavery. Look at how did they overcome all that, right? Mm-hmm. So, but if we don't do it, things are going to look bad. Mm-hmm. Like you're saying, we're not going to have control over mm-hmm. this.
2: We might life fear It wasn't that. I'm much more concerned about another attack in the U.S. I think that's going to be a lot worse for us. Well, we should assume yeah. it's going to happen. It's going to yeah. happen. Right? I mean, how many were
0: there over the summer? Yeah.
2: Yeah, but I think, like, you know, what people were saying, right? We got a, you know, we got a clean house in the sense that, you mm-hmm. know, this place, for example, has transformed a lot, right? Mm-hmm. It used to be much more, you know, now it's much more American style, you know, like, in the sense that, you know, like, six or seven years ago or 10 years ago, you know, it was much more like a five-year-old girl mm-hmm. and she was wearing something on her head, you know, people would, you know. Yeah. It, it, it was very different, right? Now it's much more... Um...
5: Um, we're still getting yelled at for doing the maz up there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it cool. is we, when we pray, when we were yeah. praying every st- last week or before we changed over... That uncle still comes over, ladies, get out of here. And you know, we're like, oh. okay. So we got a lot of things over yeah. here. Yeah. No,
0: yeah. They, they about used to better, just me right? say, just okay, Muzaffar said it's okay. And they're like, all right, fine. Yeah. But how does it, how do, you
2: know, I wonder how this place changed and how we can use that model. Other
0: places. So, I mean, this place changed um, sort of out of a sense uh, that things are falling apart because there are a number of, of bad things that happened. And so the leadership has always wanted people to get involved. Um, but then, you know, for lack of a better word, uh, a couple scandals had happened. And so that uh, compelled the leadership to get extra, extra active and aggressive um, in trying to straighten things out. Meaning, they didn't do it so much uh, out of resistance. It was finally got people to sign on. But, uh, uh, but I mean, uh, another way to, to, to frame the point that you're making is that I think all of us would agree, okay, we've got to do something. And the question for, for each person here is, uh, how much time are you willing to put into it? How much money are you willing to put in it? One or both both is ideal, uh, but at least put in one of those. And uh, this is something that has to be done literally on a weekly basis. Like, if you were to decide for yourself, I'm going to put in an hour of work a week um, on whatever the cause is, then we can actually talk about mobilizing and things yes. like that, right? Yeah. You know. but otherwise, it's just going to come down to the few people who are, who are going to try to you know, keep the holes in the dam from, from keeping it breaking. And
2: it makes you feel better, right? I mean, you're talking about fear. Of course. If you get involved, I mean, it makes you feel better. It makes your kids feel better, yeah. right? I mean,
0: they're, they
3: learn from that, too. They do. But they learn from that. When mm-hmm. we're, setting, if we're being good role models, they're going to develop that strength, mm-hmm. right? They're not going to feel like they're victims. Yeah, they're right, right. They're going to get powerful. they there in like control.
2: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
0: I mean, uh, I take a lot of lesson from what happened to, to the Muslims with the Prophet, peace be upon him, after the Battle of Qohat. So the Muslims lost the Battle of Oha. They thought they were going to win, and then they lost. What did the Prophet peace be upon him do immediately after that? Anybody know? So he had all these Muslims who were just completely sad, injured. He told them to get up and go chase after the Quraysh as they were heading back to Mecca. Mm-hmm. He didn't give them time to start just feeling self-pity. Mm-hmm. They had to get up completely injured, completely depressed, and start chasing after them all the way back to Mecca, 200-some miles. And the point is that, yeah. Uh, uh, when are you going to get most frightened and, and most depressed? When you're lost in your thoughts on oh, what's going to happen to us, as opposed to getting out of the house and doing things, or even doing things from within the house. Uh, that will automatically give you a certain type of uh, courage and confidence. Uh, Brother Shanoz, you're going to say something.
6: Yeah, well, you talked about uh, getting involved. I think uh, Sister has a good point. It's very, it's an uphill battle for all the Muslim leadership of all the community centers. Mm-hmm. I'm from the Islamic Center. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just like you, you think that's very difficult. Mm -hmm. We know it's more difficult than what you know. Because we have been involved with people Mm -hmm. and we have seen people. We even want to promote people who have got some, uh, you know, uh, political uh, thinking. Mm -hmm. And then the kind of resistance we feel, we know you don't. So so this is an uphill battle in our community in general, okay? So what we need to do is younger generations like yourself should start getting involved. We're, with we're the youth. <laughs> yeah, you're, okay, youth. Exactly. Thank you. you just
3: made us all feel good. Yes. <laughs> but what I'm
6: what I'm saying is the best way is to get involved with your community center. Every mm-hmm. community center has got an interfaith committee. Mm-hmm. Get involved with the interfaith committee. That way, you get to reach and meet your neighborhood, your masjid, your Muslims, and then the non-Muslims around living around you. So this is where you develop your base. And then council uh, is a coordinating body, as you know. They have got an interfaith committee by themselves, mm-hmm. and then they are dealing with the Christians and Jews and upper level. So this there's already a network. It's just that we need some resources mm-hmm. to, to promote the activities, to take the lead and take the action that Muzaffer Umar mm-hmm. is talking mm-hmm. about. So let's you know let's make it a commitment to ourselves to get involved in our own community centers, and if you do not go to get uh, do not go to any community center, get involved with the council's interfaith mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know mm-hmm. committee. Yeah, I mean there's you- a lot of work that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. A lot of work that needs to be done. In fact, you know. So if you are interested in that, please come forward and, and, and do, the, you know, because even the older generation, the leadership in the Muslim community, don't think that they want to hang on to the position that they have. They are, they are in dire need of younger generation of Muslims who are serious. And like Muzaffar said, who are willing to give time and have commitment, because mm-hmm. that's where it's very important that you have time and commitment to a cause. Mm-hmm. Right. Otherwise, no matter what ability you have, you're not going to be able to contribute or produce anything for yourself or for the community. So, you know, think about giving certain portion of your life for the cause of Allah. And of course, Allah will reward you accordingly, as you know, as we all know. So let's keep that in mind. And one of the things I want to say is we have some youth here, right? You want to ask some questions about. You know how do they feel, and you know what? How what can the parents do now? And that's what, they, they
0: all, their eyes lit up like, oh no! Yeah, yes. You're going to ask us a <laughs> <Is> question? <that's
6: laughs> the second, the second question is right now. Like the brother said, the the website, uh, the, the moment they t- took out the Muslim, uh, you know, uh, thing from it, in about two hours, they started Bad. to get calls, mm. and and they said, no, oh, no, it was a technical error. So they put it back. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to be, I think we need to be a little smarter than, because to be honest, what is happening is all these people with 60 million, who ordered, mm-hmm. I bet you that maybe maybe 40% of them are not against Muslims.
0: Yeah, yeah. at least 40, probably not much higher, but yeah.
6: Yeah, so here's what, uh, there, are, there are vested groups who are after us. Mm-hmm. Vested groups meaning people who have got money, Islamophobes basically. Mm-hmm. And they are the ones who are causing all these problems. So, and, and nowadays, it, the things have become so easy with social media, the times are gone when media, we used to be dependent on media, right? Mm-hmm. We have the power in our own hand. So, we need to encourage ourselves and our kids to take to social media, to start writing, to start sending, uh, you know, uh, messages or emails to the, uh, to the uh, campaign, mm-hmm. to take out the web, you know, to take it out from the website. Because, mm-hmm. you know, here's what, people look at numbers, right? Hey, I got... 15 calls. I mean, this is how their performance is evaluated, isn't it? When they do something or don't do something. Now, if they get 5,000 calls versus 500 calls saying put that back, 5,000 calls saying remove it, mm-hmm. who do you think they, they're going to yeah, go after? Mm-hmm. So let's, let's understand the dynamics mm-hmm. and then see what we can do. And Because we could be as as individually, know, all we, did, we had to do is just work with the fingers and, and do mm-hmm. the best we could and make a commitment to yourself that every day I'm going to respond or send out about 10 emails or mm-hmm. 10 you know, uh, social media messages. Mm
5: -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, Aside from the political involvement, going back to the personal level, especially with kids, not everybody is a perfect speaker, has the perfect knowledge, has a perfect way to react. We all are very emotional. Mm -hmm. And so even when I'm interacting with my fellow neighbor or whatever, I can speak intelligently if I, you know, but when you get emotional, you lose some of that, you know, and the person who you're talking to who you want to get something toward hmm? they're also noting that how how do we our kids especially how do we get them what kind of words what kind of like language can we help them learn to use in response to things that are being said to them directly so that they don't get emotional and they get heard mm-hmm. you know there's they just get thrown things at them, you know, you're a terrorist and you're going to get thrown out of here and we mm-hmm. can't wait, it's going to be funny and ha 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 ha. You know, mm-hmm. like, so, you know, how do we, I mean, as adults I feel it, so, you know, I'm trying to tell my kid what to say in this situation. And mm-hmm. it is happening, it's happening, this is that, like you said, that first reaction, that's spent, this, mm-hmm. you know, spontaneous reaction that's happening. As well as, like I said, to adults who don't have, maybe, are able to speak without feeling emotion, how do we Any thoughts? That?
0: What do we tell our kids to say? If if a classmate says you're a terrorist, you're going to bomb my house. What do you say? I had a student. You know what he said? Sleep with one eye open. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he said, "Yeah, I am going to bomb your house," and then, then he got in trouble. But um, yeah, you shouldn't do that. Yeah. So what should say? what should we tell our children to say?
5: And our husbands to say. <laughs> 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 it's all red, like
0: yes, sir. Water. What do you think? I think we should ignore them. Ignore I'd say that's uh, uh, answer number one right there. Right. What else?
3: I think you have to uh, tell them that, you know, you need to see the good in the people. That mm-hmm. there are a few rotten apples in every community, within every religion. I mean, look at the Columbine mask. Mm-hmm. Look, look at all the other, you know, things that happened. Were they Muslim? They really weren't. Mm-hmm. And I, that's one thing um, that it would be good to, like, teach your kids some data. Like, my daughter wrote a paper on Islamophobia, and in that paper, she actually put in all of the events that happened, and if you look at it, there are more people that die from non-Muslims. So teach them those things because yeah, lot of like, you know, a lot my of people friend, are ignorant. But like Thomas O'Brien right? doesn't don't think know.
5: he's a Columbine kid. She didn't go to him and say, like, no, oh, no, that's no, you. you. No, know but, but, know but even at a young
3: age, they can learn that, you know, m- many Muslims, a majority of Muslims are good people. There are a few bad people, but we're not them. They don't represent us, and same thing they can say to you. And you, and even just like what happened at the Columbine High School, like there was a school, and this, uh, this guy came in and shot all those people. He wasn't Muslim. He was American. And, you know that kind of teaching will help these kids because if we don't teach them, they don't know. Unless they, they because the media doesn't want everybody to know that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yeah, totally, totally. I mean, I, I guess that depends on what yeah, the age kids they're are. saying. I'm talking about elementary school. Well,
2: yeah. you know, when <laughs> you hear rhetoric, it, right? I they're, they're more scared.
0: Well, let's, uh, one at a time, one at a time, yes, sir.
2: I think for younger kids, you know, I think ignoring uh, they probably have to disengage. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. disengage from the situation. You so go, you go to an authority engage. figure. And then you know, relay that information and let someone else take yeah. take care of it because mm-hmm. younger mm-hmm. kids are not going to have the capacity to do mm-hmm. those mm-hmm. things and have those conversations. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. my kids are older, so yeah. Yeah. and it's hard yeah. to yeah. not show the emotion. Older kids, emotion. Older, know, kid, older kids may mm-hmm. also, but they're also more apt to, you know, get physical and mm-hmm. depending upon the child, you know, high school level, whatever it is. So mm-hmm. even in that instance, it's probably better to disengage. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also important
4: to, like my niece, um, she's in 3rd grade, 3rd or 4th grade and she said that her friends came up to her and they were like, oh we voted for Trump, did your family vote for Trump? And she goes, I got really scared and I told them, yeah I did and I went into the bathroom and started crying. Aww. And so I told her, I said, you know, what you should do is you should tell them, yeah, I voted for Hillary and I'm a Muslim and like let them know that this is what you believe and that you're Muslim and that you're a good person and that way you can kind of like still instill that confidence in being Muslim and instill that confidence of making good choices when they have those situations. Mm-hmm. She shouldn't hide it and be
3: like, oh, yeah, I do whatever Trump is. And, yeah. and actually, it brings up a good point. I think maybe in Islamic schools and all that, maybe start, like, just like what you did today with the kids, start educating mm-hmm. the kids with, like, some sort of responses, like, yeah. what's, you know, how do mm-hmm. you handle this and that, you know? So that might be helpful for them.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. D- deeper, it's uh, w- uh, if we feel apologetic, our kids are going to be apologetic, and the point is that uh, if we can raise our kids to be confident in themselves, then when those moments come up, yeah then you know, they can respond uh, accordingly. I mean, a point I often have to make to undergrads is, right, you own this country as much as everybody else exactly. does, right? I mean, just because the, the default in your mind is whiteness. I mean, you know, most of, of the white people you meet in Chicago only go back about four or five generations, which we are already reached that point anyway. You know, I'm remembering things I got in trouble for with my parents that one time, I don't know if I was in junior high or something, uh, some kid asked me, you know, are you going to beat your wife? okay <laughs> so then I asked him so I asked him are you going to marry your sister right he's like no no yeah, yeah. she knows my parents she knows she's in trouble I guess you know you going to ahead. Ahead. Yeah. I have just have a question
1: or my do you eat dar- possum for lunch my so. daughter goes to school in a very rural area so now that Kikiki is having a parade does, does that make any difference among the like, community say it again what are they doing Like, because KKK is having a parade in North Carolina. Oh, North Carolina. No, she's not in North Carolina. She's in Harrogate, Tennessee, and I went there two weeks ago. There's, like, every house had, like, signs of um, Trump. Every house. Because it's it's just hillbillies. (laughs) (laughs) And... And because she's in a very rural area, Harrogate, Tennessee.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes, I grew up in Tennessee. I know all about them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, so I'm just Lots scared.
1: Like, does it make a difference that KKK has that power now to come out? and... <coughs>
3: KKK has been doing parades for a long time. Yeah, I mean, nothing new. But, yeah. but they're they're extra excited right now. Excited yeah. right now. Yeah. I mean, the
0: yeah. KKK yeah. has been recruiting in Orland Park That's openly amazing. for 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 yeah at least two years, oh right? Um, um, they've they've been recruiting silently probably uh, the moment the President Obama got elected. I mean. I'm saying the Klan is right here in Chicago. And often when I'm speaking and people at churches are asking, well, what are you going to do about ISIS? And then I have to respond, well, what are you going to do about the Klan? Because I'm more concerned about the Klan, right? Um, but I don't know right now. I mean, a lot of people are full of energy and enthusiasm. And again, we got to see after about a month or two after inauguration to see, you know, what lasts. And we've got to see what, what policies are being put into place. So right now I would say just keep distance for them. You know, Maybe give them a flower if you want or something. You know, you know.
4: Yeah.
3: Actually, there is going to be an interfaith Thanksgiving dinner in Elgin on Sunday, November 20th. If anybody wants to come, it's like an open thing. Mm. It's at a church. So it might be a nice mm. little
0: thing mm. to get I mean, Another point I want to make uh, before, before I hand it back to Rishon, was, um and then you um, that even though, okay, we have the Council of Islamic Organizations, which is overseeing all of these organizations, and we might have 150 Muslim organizations, the population of Chicago is like five, seven million. It, there's plenty of space for you to do your own project, right? So, ideally, go through a Muslim organization or go through the council, but you don't need to, right? If you got a project in mind, then hit the ground running, and even if you feel like I don't know anything on how to do this, you'll you'll pick it up and learn along the way. It really comes down to how much energy you want to put into it. You know, that's really how a lot of the stuff works. Yes.
6: I guess to follow up on which is, you know, there are a lot of things that we could do, and you know, especially in the times we're at. Uh, the schools, you know that uh, like we mm-hmm. we could ask the schools to see, hey, we would like to come to your school and make a presentation about Islam. Mm-hmm. I've seen this in some of the uh, some of the places, and it's proven to be very effective. Another another way is to invite the uh, the school children to your mask. and like uh, two weeks back we had uh, 400 students from one of the schools, and the impact they, they they you see on them after they visit, it's totally it's like. They, they are willing to fight with their parents about when it's come mm-hmm. to ideology. I have they go back after hearing the Muslims. Mm-hmm. Because they, are, they, are, they do not know the facts, and it's the fear of unknown that's hitting everybody in this country, we should mm-hmm. know. So once you remove that fear, once, you know, once they know who you are, what you stand for, they, they start believing less in the media. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and this is something that we all could do. We take our children to the schools. We know the principals. We go to the PTA meetings. So, it's a, it's a good uh, transition for us to really say, hey, mm-hmm. uh, I see a lot of, uh, you know, anxiety in kids' mind. Do you mind having a presentation about uh, uh, Muslims and what they believe in? Mm-hmm. I mean, just open the. see if you could open yeah. that window and get in. you keep and
0: knocking, some door is going to open.
6: Yes, and then I, I guarantee we have so much resources available. If you are not qualified, we will provide the resources. Mm-hmm. If you want to be qualified, we will train you. So these are all the resources mm-hmm. that are available to us. It's just that we need to make a commitment to ourselves that I want to make a difference. I want to give time. I need to be committed to a mm-hmm. cause and carry it through inshallah. Mm-hmm.
0: When I was in kindergarten... My mother came to class to talk about being Muslim, being Pakistani, and I remember her in her orange sari coming in and everything. That was like 1974, right? I mean, that's 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 30, 40, 40 some years ago. So I mean, hopefully we've advanced a little bit further. Yes. So my
2: comment is basically: we all of us have friends or family or even work people that may have voted for the other party. Um, it's important to stay level and, and stay friends with them, you mm-hmm. know, just because they may support, you know, Trump. I don't believe in that you should friend them. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. no. Like you, have to keep you, keep you, you have to you keep, keep engaging. Yeah. You have know, mm-hmm. to keep engaging. Yeah, it's, I don't, I don't think, think, you think it's a good idea. idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So,
0: so it's, it's 4 30. So just to recap a few points. Number one, uh, don't overplay uh, the seriousness, but don't also underplay the seriousness, which means essentially keep your lifestyle as it is. But you have to figure out ways to get active. But I also want to say, relate to that, all the conversation we just had, we've been having this conversation for 20 years right? and so the question is, alright is this going to get people who are not as active to get active now, because literally almost everything we've said I've already heard hundreds of times right? but also in addition to that something that's also said a hundred times is uh, at the very least in terms of dealing with what's going on, you've got to develop your faith right? you know, whether it's in your prayers whether it's in your consciousness whether it's in reading, but you have to do that right? Uh, as a source of strength. But with that, thank you very much for your time. I hope it was of benefit, and I'm happy to talk further. Um, yes, right and after just this, a uh, yeah.
6: short announcement, uh, the Buford United is having uh, a Muslim uh, interface with the uh, Muslim community at, yeah. uh, at the Naperville. On this Thursday from 7.30, 7.00 7 to mm-hmm. 8.30 p.m., about 800 uh, you know, people are expected, 400 Christians, 400 Muslims. We are short of Muslims. So if you could come and, mm-hmm. and, and participate and ex- experience the difference, it would be very helpful because they are, the Christians are coming basically to, to talk to us, to understand our mm-hmm. problems, to know what we are going through. And, uh, you know, in spite of all the bad things that are happening, uh, we have gotten so many letters from pastors, from our community churches, mm-hmm. uh, saying, as, you know, we understand what you're going through. Uh, we do not know how to help, mm-hmm. but we'd like to help. Mm-hmm. Tell us how we can help. So, you know, it's very encouraging. There are a lot more good people than bad people. Oh, uh, wait, we wait, we wait. to believe that very it's strongly. Like, it's like a, a thousand to because one. that's what will keep us, uh, uh, give us a strength, basically, because there are more good in the world than bad. Mm-hmm. And so let's keep that in mind. Let's let's keep our hopes high mm-hmm. and uh, get involved. And, uh, you know, if you folks want to, uh, you know, leave your name and number, if you have some time to, to give... Uh, I'll pass it on to the CIOGC mm-hmm. and then you know you could be very productive and do the best can, you can.
3: Can we maybe have um, MLA people, like whoever knows of these interfaith stuff happening or whatever's happening, mm-hmm. can we just send out like a uh, Yeah, I mean, Sa- Sahara is really, really active in all those things. So, Sahara. Sahara. Just her. Yeah, Sahara is yeah. so yeah. exactly active in, in, in CIOGC. CIOGC
0: yes. so, um, yeah. Also,
4: just real quick for all the MLA parents who came, if you guys still had anything else to talk about you know, regarding the parent coffee, et cetera, et cetera, you want to get you know, you haven't been getting our emails. I'm going to be sticking around for a little bit, so just came, come and see me. And then if you want to forward me the stuff for that, yeah. I can get that sent out. Yeah, there's like in a instance. Facebook invite. I'll yes. just forward that. Yeah. And you can forward it to everybody. Yeah, anything else? Um, you know, it's a good... Um, Emily is yeah. also leadership academy. It's like the after-Sunday school program. For it.
3: And for us, it's, it's easy school to
0: close. Alright, subhanakallahumma, bihamdika, nashhadu wa la ilaha illa anta, nastaghfirukuna tubi ilaiq. Subhanakallahumma, bihamdika, nashhadu wa la ilaha illa anta, to be lake. Subhanakallahumma, glory to you, O Allah, wa bihamdika, praise and gratitude to you. Nashhadu wa ilaha illa anta, we bear witness, there is no God but you, nastaghfiruka, we seek your forgiveness, wa be ilaiq, and we turn to you. May okay. Allah reward you all. much. Thank you very much.